Shut up and sit down. Hey Siri, what is an expert? As a noun, it means a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill in a particular area. <laughs> okay, that's clearly not us. But we're not idiots either. Hmm. Arguable. <laughs> okay, fair. How about not complete idiots? We're a couple of guys who have been friends for 25 years who happen to disagree on a lot of things. This is our podcast, where we try to make sense of those things and try to understand the other's perspective. These are our inexpert opinions. Shut up and sit down. Dude, it must be across the country because... All right, are you recording? One. Boy, I might have to poop mid-pod. Um, oh, geez. Okay. Three, two, one, go. You recording? Yep. (laughs) Oh boy. Stupid. Yeah. No, 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 uh, lie. Two things. One, it is not warm here. So it must be across the country. Mm -hmm. It's freezing actually Two, uh, I just, found out this morning while looking online so uh we had some of the mule deer last night for dinner right oh yeah um god it's good but uh what mule deer does to my guts is (laughs) just insane i mean why it's funny uh the last time we had it was probably a week ago or so and i let one i let one fire and looked at me and i mean she's she just well my wife beep uh she just had this disgusted look on her face and i go that smells exactly like the deer when we were gutting it (laughs) (laughs) and she's like oh my god that smells fresh she's like you're so descriptive it's disgusting yeah so it's always been that way like venison in particular elk not quite so much venison Mm -hmm. in particular just wrecks my guts Mm, and cool so i have something to look forward to that's good correct so i looked it up and i'm like what the hell's going on so this morning i looked it up venison is pound for pound aside from one which i'll get into right afterward uh highest protein meat out there so really and that's what it is when your gut has too much protein more protein than it can digest it mm-hmm. creates this very airy, gassy environment. So it, it generally speaking, does that across the board. Um, but it's, yeah, it's the okay. highest protein. It's basically the healthiest meat that you can get according to the two or three different wild game meat processor um, websites that I looked at. The one above it, which holds true in my case, because we did Montana Meat Fest back in 16 or 17, whenever it was up in Montana, where we did black bear, moose, mountain goat, all these different, uh, I mean, we just had this spread of game, me, Eric and, uh, and his brother and I, for two or three days, I mean, it was just, don't you, you could not be around me. And I attributed it to just this vast variety of meat. And I'm sure that Mm -hmm. was probably part of it, but bear, Bear has 28 Mm. grams of protein per three ounces. Mule deer has whitetail has 26. Mule deer has 25. Elk is in like the 22, 23 range. And then beef is down at like 17 or 18. Really? Um, Yeah. Bear has 28 grams per three ounces. It's the highest. Really? So I don't think I've ever had bear. Um, the one when, when we had it, when I had it, it was, uh, it was ground and it had a lot of seasonings, uh, and it's fairly fatty, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, it was basically like chorizo. It was delicious. It was, yeah, it was sounds very good. good. It was very good, but super gassy. Yep. Super well, gassy. that happens. Yeah. yeah. So, so how do you, how do you, how do you cook up some, some mule deer? How have you had it to date? Last night we did ground. We did tacos for taco Tuesday. Um, some, some mule deer talks. Yep. But, uh, steaks, I mean, steaks are phenomenal. You do have to, I mean, depending on how much, cause, cause mule deer is a probably one of the gamier ones, at least in my mm-hmm. opinion, because they're up just eating sage and and mm-hmm. they're not eating your typical foods. Um, so depending on how much you like game, like the gamey flavor, you you gotta you gotta account for that. So like chili, you know, to kind of mask it, tacos to mask it. The beef, the like the ground is the gamiest. Mm-hmm. Um, but like steaks, I mean, we I did I did a uh, I did like a 
beef and broccoli, but with with deer a couple mm-hmm. a couple weeks back. Phenomenal. Um, really? I, I, Do the we, kids eat it? Oh yeah, oh, loves okay. it. Loves it. Likes it all right. Um, he it's two names. You got to beat. God damn it! You're right. Actually, <laughs> I don't even I don't even care anymore. Um, no, they don't. They don't eat a lot of meat in general. But for some reason, they'll eat. They eat wild game more than more than regular meat. Hmm. I don't know why. Um, Dude, this one I'm, I'm telling you. This is now that we've talked about all this hunting stuff. I want to get an elk because I just feel like I could have a lot of that in the freezer and just never have to go to the store again. If you get an elk, you'll ne- you won't have to go to the store for a year. I mean, that's that's yeah. 250 pounds of meat pretty easily. All right, but I'd have to share it because I don't have space for all that. But but yeah, well, right, but but yeah, you, yeah like I mean, you, you can you can find storage all throughout Atlanta. I would think. And, yeah. and put, put 300 pounds in there and then, you know, every month or whatever, go get 20 pounds and put it in your freezer yeah. at home. Right. Don't share it all. But yeah. Horrid. Rogan's always showing pictures of his stuff on his Instagram account. And it's always like, damn, that looks good. Yeah. Um, mm. my sister's doing, she listened to Paul Saladino on Rogan a couple of weeks back. I don't know if you listened to that one. Pretty good one. He's the kind of the, the leading expert on the carnivore diet right now. And he has, uh, he has a website called carnivore. I think it's carnivore MD, but she was fascinated by it. So she started in on the carnivore diet, like maybe 10 days ago. I thought your sister was a vegetarian or a vegan or something. No, like, wait, hold on. Which are we talking? Older sister, younger sister, younger. Um, what? Yeah. She, she broke, it was probably 10 years ago. We were at Thanksgiving dinner and uh, we were eating turkey at my mom's and she's like, all right, give me the turkey and just like stuck her fork in it and just started <laughs> housing it. And, and she's, she hasn't gone back. Um, oh, dude. So we were, we, we, we had that game night a few weeks ago. She was talking about what she was eating and she was like, oh, I got something from my favorite vegan place. And I was like, hmm, okay, why are you still doing that thing? She's still like, there's a place here every time she comes and visits. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's downtown. It's actually pretty good. Um, I wish I could plug your restaurant, folks, but uh, I don't remember the name of it. It's, it's called like <laughs> True Food Kitchen or something like that or True Kitchen. It's not the like big mass vegetarian one that's, I think, called True Food Kitchen. Um I was going to say, I think there's one of those in Atlanta. Yeah, but it's this little yeah. hole in the wall, mom and pop. And she goes there every time she comes up here, at least at least once. So she's still like, I think, is pretty cognizant of it and tries to eat. Um, I mean, she's not just housing meat all the time, but but she definitely eats meat again. Well, but the she, carnivore diet is housing meat. Now all the time. she's housing meat all the time. Um, and she from I mean, she, she's gotten like she's getting into organ meats. So she went to the store and bought a bunch of like chicken liver and chicken hearts. And she's trying to get like that aspect of it because of mm-hmm. what the Saladino guy talked about and how our ancestors, it, that's, that's what they ate and that's what made their gut biome and, and, and made them so healthy. And so, uh, yeah, I'm anxious to see kind of how she feels after the 30 days. Like, like I to, to see like in comparison to, to where I was, but she's, the argument she's into there it. that, that they had our ancestors had of course zero processed foods they ate a lot of like root vegetables and then of course fresh meat that had recently been killed my my question though and what seems crazy to me is there's an there's plenty of research out there that says too much red meat is actually like it can increase inflammation in your body do all these things what does this guy say i mean i guess the the easiest answer is just to listen to the damn podcast but it just seems slightly counterintuitive to this idea that all of that red meat all of the time is good for you. Like I, especially like saturated fats and stuff, you would think that that would be horrible for your arteries and stuff. So he says that that is a misnomer, that that is not a true thing. He says saturated fats are very good for you. Um, the, the cholesterol levels that meat does to your like, like the, how it raises in, in most people's bodies is generally speaking, if you maintain healthy exercise, et cetera, it's, it's a very, very good thing for you. It's a very good cholesterol. Again, like you said, listen to it. He is obviously way smarter than me. Um, the thing that he says is more correlated to it. And he shows actually don't listen to it. Watch it because he shows a lot of data and a lot of data visualization. So, oh shit, I don't know. If, well, no, it's on Spotify. I was going to say it's not on YouTube anymore. 
watch it. Yeah, though, now because, I just saw. Yeah, now it's just twenty minute clips on YouTube now. But it should be on Spotify, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. He shows this chart. His his big thing that he is his hypothesis that he's been studying for the last decade or whatever, and it's it's rather compelling. Um, I haven't looked into it a ton, but his hypothesis is that it's vegetable oil that is causing everything that we have experienced with regard to cancer increases, inflammation, all of these things. There's something in vegetable oils called uh, lineosic, L-I-N-E-O-C-I-C, I I think is how you spell it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Lineosic, lineosic acid. And different vegetable oils are, uh, have different levels of this acid and corn oil is one of the highest ones. It's like 98% this stuff. And this stuff is very, very bad for you. According to him, um, his hypothesis, he shows all these charts and there is a chart that he shows that goes back to like the 1930s or forties sometime when we started hitting or when we started utilizing uh, a lot of vegetable oils and the chart trend line, like the hockey stick graph that is up and to the right and just skyrockets Mm -hmm. is almost completely in line with the inflammatory disease and cancer uh, charts when overlaid Mm. over the top of each other. So he like, he talks about, you know, the number of, Middle Eastern companies, companies, countries, you know, they're eating lamb, which is considered a red meat and goat and all that, you know, and, and Mediterranean co- countries. And mm-hmm. they're all eating. They're all eating a lot of red meat all the time. Right. And they don't have any of these problems. And it's because they're eating olive oil by and large when it comes to their oils and their fats, which mm-hmm. is one of the lower olive Palm, coconut, and I forget the other one. Peanuts, pretty high in this lineosic acid. Yeah, palm oil is not good anyway because of what it does to the environment. Oh, okay. As far I as I, palm, palm olive farming. I didn't know that, but... Uh, yeah, they cut but, down rainforests to grow them. Got it. But but yeah, he, so, so long story short, he attributes everything that's happening in our body to vegetable oil. And, and that being the... So like chicken... When you eat chicken, they're eating, if it's grain fed chicken, they're eating mm-hmm. corn and grains and all of that. And they're getting all of that oils through the grain. And so there's a lot of that same stuff in a lot of chicken. So he's like, remove chicken from your diet. He basically says grass fed beef, grass fed bison, fish. He doesn't, he's bison. not completely carnivore. Like he, 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 if you look at his diet on his website, he has a lot of veggies in there and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like uh, it's not Michael Shermer, I forget, because that's that skeptic. I forget the other guy that Rogan had on that was talking about the carnivore diet where he Rogan asked him about his 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 bowel movements. And the guy was like, dude, they're the best in the world. He said hey, they just they're just they're out. And that's that. And they're they're mm-hmm. infrequent because your body's using. He said, when was the last time you you stood up after taking a dump and looked in the looked in the toilet and saw a piece of steak? He goes, it's always it's always pieces of broccoli and pieces of kale and all that because mm-hmm. your body doesn't process it because your body can't digest all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he still has a little bit of fiber and a little bit of veggies that he, that he, that he intakes um, here. Yeah, a little there. bit of roughage, a little bit of roughage, but it's predominantly, predominantly meat, 90% meat, 95% meat. Yeah. What well, didn't Jordan Peterson do the carnivore diet and like turn around all his like health issues and stuff. His daughter is still on it for, she's been yeah. on it for two, three, three years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I still say yeah. that the two, the two times I've done it, those are the best, my joints, my back. And I mean, I like, I wake up now without drinking and smoking better. I mean, like, you know, uh, but mm-hmm. with that, it was like, it was like, I woke up with coffee being mainline through my veins at four o'clock in the morning. Right. When I woke up, just sprung out of bed, no need for coffee. Yeah. It's gotta be expensive though. Yeah, yeah, you got to especially you've if you're gotta, getting good meat, you know. You got to get really good at the bargain shopping and like finding the sales and like I would mm-hmm. I would go buy, you know, 10, 12 New York strips at a time because they had 12 New York strips on sale for 50 bucks or whatever and then I'd just right. individually wrap them and stock. The, I'd sometimes buy like 24 and then stock the freezer for 
Right. The month. Which is a good transition to our next sponsor, Butcher Box. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> White Oak Butchers. Uh, get your fresh ground pork sausage. Um, but I've actually talked to a few people who have done that Butcher Box thing. It's It seems, it, dude, get this. Like, depending on, they'll run specials every once in a while where, like, depending on when you sign up, they have these specials where they'll give you, like, a lifetime of like free bacon or a lifetime of ground beef. So every time you order, they you give you free. like two or three pounds of ground beef for free or, you know, like okay. a pound of bacon, fresh cut, like thick, thick, fresh cut bacon. Yeah. It's like, damn. I mean, I would never do bacon because that doesn't seem all that healthy for you, but man, the ground beef sign me up. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, she she said that she just did. I think it's white oak. I think is what she said. It's a it's like butcher box. She said she got it. She got some bone broth and all that. So it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, she said it. She said it tastes very different than store bought food, which I <laughs> I could I could see. I mean, yeah, deer tastes very different than store bought food. Yeah. So depending yep. on how it's raised and all that. Yeah. It's weird, you know, it's weird that you can't go to a store really and buy elk or Correct. deer. That's odd. I mean, to a degree, it's like you would think that somebody would at least maybe like farm raise elk so they could, you know, maybe it's, it would be, you know, like lamb, you know, like a lot of people don't eat lamb here. It's pretty, I mean, you can go to Whole Foods or whatever and get it, lamb yeah. chops, whatever, but it's not something I think a lot of people eat. I wonder why there hasn't been some small like niche market for like packaged elk meat. We were talking about the other day because they have, if you go to the supermarket here, I don't know if it's a Colorado thing or what, cause there's a pretty big elk farm down, down South and a bison farm where they do, mm -hmm. they do raise. Yeah. Bison's uh, another one. They, they sell bison packaged bison meat. Yep. Um, they've got ground bison and they've got ground yeah. elk in the store here. Like I can go grab elk. Oh, burger. ground elk. Yeah. Oh man, I should um, go look I for do. some of that. But I can't, there, there was a butcher up the street from us, best butcher in Denver, and they closed down after 60 years, pre-COVID, so it wasn't the pandemic, but uh, I would go there once a month probably and buy probably 10, 15 pounds of elk, elk steaks, elk sausages, all that. Um, but in the grocery store, you can't get anything but ground elk. Which, mm -hmm. to your point, I do not understand. I want, I want a bison ribeye. I want an elk ribeye. I want an elk mm -hmm. tenderloin. Why can't I? Why can't yeah, I get those? That's surprising. It is. It's weird. I wonder why that is. I'm sure there's probably a reason. We just don't. Huh. There's. It's probably got something to do with like FDA or or some right. sort of like mass. I don't know. Weird. I don't yeah. like it. All right. Well, what else has been going Although on? I do kind of like your... it because I think if more people had it, they probably would get into hunting and then there would be less. Yeah, exactly. Less elk. Um, but yeah, yeah what, dude, we haven't potted in a while. So what the hell you been up to? It's been a month. Um, still, I'm still beer free, alcohol free, save for that one night where I imbibed a little bit too much last weekend. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. And regret the decision <laughs> and immediately the, decision. the next day. Uh 39 and 10 months is the new 40. I felt terrible. Um, no, what else is new? So I was going to say you, 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 you said prior to us getting on here when we were sitting in the green room, uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> you we were said for the show in the green room, <laughs> you said that you, uh, you, you were like, what are we going to be talking about? I haven't been watching the news. And I said, that's good, um, because on the on the way home from dropping the kids off at school, I thought uh, we should talk about just that. The fact that we haven't been watching the news. I was thinking about it last night while I was laying in bed. And, uh, you know, Trump is doing whatever he's doing. He's on his he's on his way out. Right. Mm -hmm. January 19th. We're going to have a new president. Unbeknownst to him. Unbeknownst to him. Um, if there's one thing that I can say I've recognized in the last month. Um, I don't pay nearly as much attention to the news 
And I don't know if it's because the big bad orange man is not in the White House and causing all of this controversy and causing the news outlets to I don't know if it's because the news outlets are corrupt and because they are not. I don't know what the underlying factor well, we is. Maybe they're it's, corrupt. Yes. Maybe but. it's a culmination of all or a combination of all of them. But I don't watch the news nearly as much. I don't listen Mm-mm. to nearly as many pundit and news podcasts. Uh, and quite frankly, my life is 10 times better for it. And so, so that's, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, we, that's what we should talk about. It's like all of the things that have flown out the door in the last month within our lives because, and maybe it's only stress for me. Maybe it's only anxiety. I really haven't sat down and and, and introspected on it too long, but, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I wanted to get your take on, on, on where, if you were going through the same thing, because my life is 10 times better without, uh, without the, the news cycle that there was back even two months ago. Right. Yeah. No, man, I, I, uh, you know, I, we have to, I think, credit some of like the mass amounts of news we were digesting because of the election cycle and everything that was going on. I mean, I think any election year, you're probably going to pay attention. I I think anybody that wants to educate themselves to what's going on, will pay a substantial uh, amount of we'll spend a substantial amount of time paying attention to what's going on as we're leading up to an election. But even prior to that, I felt like we were doing a lot of this, like, again, like you said, every day was this weird new headline that you would just read and be like, what the actual fuck is going on here? And it just seemed, I mean, I still get the headline notifications around like, you know, the new lawsuits that are happening and all of that. But but you're right. I think there is something to say about, I, I look at those and be like, okay, this is just more Hail Marys trying to overturn this election, which clearly there hasn't been a lot of um, um, leverage on any of those or traction. So yeah, I, I mean, I still wake up, I read two like new, like daily newsletter emails. And then, you know, normally I would have jumped over to like Apple news or whatever, and just run through the headlines just to see if there's anything. And I just don't do it anymore. I get out of bed. I'm like, don't really give a shit. So, <laughs> yeah. and it's weird. I mean, uh, and also lately, especially zero I've fucks. Been, yeah. I've been a lot more busy too with other things going on, but that's fair. Uh, but, but still, I mean, I, it's not like I don't have time while I'm sitting on the throne or whatever to freaking open up a, an app and check out the news. I just don't do it anymore. I'd much rather go spend my time on TikTok laughing my ass off. It's how stupid people are. Absolutely. Like I've gotten more and and this might be credit to the fact that I'm in kind of a new job and role and taking my my work and career seriously again for the first time in I don't know, 5 years. Um <laughs> Shout out to all those past employers. Shout out to all those past employers and coworkers. Uh, <laughs> you guys were stepping stones. Thank you. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Uh, but I, I like I read more design blogs now. I'm reading more like uh, you know, or I'm I'm listening to more podcasts centered around like my work and 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 what right. I actually do. Um, yeah, dude, I've been listening to a boatload of audiobooks lately too. Totally, like, that too. Yeah, that too. Like again, just I am so far removed. I listen to Megan Kelly here and there because I, I mm-hmm. still I love how just centrist she is hot? for them. Yeah, I mean that doesn't that doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> I love how centrist she is for the most part. I, her and I, her and I like she's my spirit animal. I think we're aligned maybe better than anybody else on on planet Earth with regard to how she views things um, and how okay. she treats different, different scenarios. But uh, at least that I, from a pub, like a, a public, public persona figure standpoint. Right. Um, but outside of that, yeah. Like I, I, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I listened to Shapiro. I can't let's tell you the last time I listened to Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to Ezra Klein and his kooky, just way out in left field, silly ass. Uh, yeah. there quite a bit leading up to the election. To try Were to you get... listening like this American life or something or what? Uh, isn't that Ezra Klein? No. Did I say, maybe I'm wrong on Ezra Klein. No, Ezra think, Klein. Uh, Ezra Klein you're, from, you're, I, you're thinking Ira Glass. Ira Glass is who I'm thinking of. Sorry. You're right. Ezra Klein is the founder of Vox. Super left. Oh, okay. Yeah, super yeah, yeah, yeah. left. Okay. Uh, weirdo. Um, I was listening to a lot of Rachel Maddow, like just trying to get all sorts of Rachel Maddow. Um, yeah. She, she's out there. 
she's out there. <laughs> she's um, out there. And she is, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but she has never done anything wrong in her entire <laughs> life. <laughs> she is one of the few people, Mother Teresa probably looks down on and goes, God, you are just doing the Lord's work there, uh, Rachel. Right. Just never wrong. Just doing um, it. Just Get it, girl. So good at everything. Um, but yeah, I don't listen to any of that crap anymore, which is, no. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's refreshing. It's yeah. The only thing I really pay attention to like recently that I actually even care about is kind of like what's going on with this vaccine and stuff. And, and I mean, even that is, I mean, you only get so much news and I mean, I know the FDA is meeting tomorrow to kind of let us know if they're going to approve the damn thing or not, but have you, which it sounds like they're going to, that's a good segue. Have you read about the people that are proposing we give it to the the super spreaders first? Have you have you heard that opinion? Mm-mm. So I've read a few different. I don't even know what that means. So there is a question around who to prioritize for the vaccine. Vaccine. Right. right. I thought it was going to be frontline workers, healthcare workers, and people in like extended care, long or like what is it called? Like, like long-term care facilities. There you go. Yeah. I was going to say old people's homes, not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> appropriate uh, anymore, I guess. PC. Um, don't, PC call, culture, don't, call, sorry. don't call them old don't people. Don't cancel me or call us. Them, call them age. Uh, what's, what's the right word? Age not hindered. Um, age inept. Age. <laughs> age challenged. Age challenged. <laughs> Lower age challenged. Uh, no, I, there's Let's be a, honest. You're old as fuck. There All are, right, I don't on. want to say a lot of doctors, but there are some doctors out there that are, and I can, I think it makes a ton of sense. I don't know if it's the right move because I'm not an immunologist, but, um, they are saying that there's about, there's a population of about 20 million hardcore partiers in the United States. Like at the bars all the time, going to raves, um, just uns, uns, Dan Blitzerian. Yes, he is one. <laughs> uh, Dan, my neighbor, my downstairs neighbor in San Francisco, also one. Um, there's 20, uh, r- roughly, give or take a few, you know, 20 million of these people in the United States. And they're suggesting that they get prioritized along with the frontline workers. Right. Mm-hmm. Prioritized above the lower age challenged people uh, mm-hmm. because they are the people responsible ultimately for spreading it the most. Right. And yeah, I read that and I'm going, huh. So. the How do most, they define it? What do you think the rule book looks like on that? The most How do you irresponsible someone? people in America get it <laughs> right. first. And like I said, I don't know if it's the right answer because I don't I know. Mean, it makes, but honestly, it makes, a, makes a ton of sense. It's illogical, but it makes sense. The old, the, the safe people, me who were wearing masks and everywhere and, and staying home for the most part, I probably don't need the vaccine because no. my, my, my father who is lower age challenged, but not quite as lower age challenged as the people sitting in the lower age challenged homes. Right. Um, <laughs> he probably doesn't need it because he doesn't leave the house because he's terrified. Well, he goes to work though, right? Eh, arguable. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it says about your dad. I thought he was still going to work. I mean, we still have laws to uphold here, folks. Uh, well, that depends. Um, I mean, the, at the beginning, at the beginning of this thing, they were they were deprioritizing laws left and right, letting people right, out, true. like just yeah, we're not going to yeah. do this, we're not going to do that. Um, no, he he goes in in the morning. He'll try a case or two, and then he immediately heads back home because he doesn't want to be in 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 the virus's right. presence. I get it. Um, so, but so he, so he doesn't need it. Right. So like, I, right. like I said, I, I guess to a certain extent, I, I can totally see the idea behind the proposal. Right. Are you going to get it? Never. Are you? No, no, I not am. One. I'm getting not, it. Not one time. I'm getting it. I, I, after listening to that dude on Rogan, I, th- I feel substantially more comfortable with this than I did in the past. Uh, it's I not didn't. a matter of comfort for me. It's just, I don't need it. I would rather well, somebody right, else but, that has a need for one of them get it. Right. And I, but the thing is, is you might not need it, but why not have the additional protection? You probably didn't need this, the fricking uh, measles, mumps and rubella vaccine, but you got it anyway. Uh, 
that's a pretty big one. That's a pretty yeah, you, big one. Yeah, but you one. don't hear a lot of people having it nowadays. It's not that's, like you're probably not going to run. You might have, I think you have more of a chance of getting vaccine. COVID than that. That's because everybody's got the vaccine. No way, dude. There's been those huge uh, measles outbreaks. And I think in Washington, where there's a big population of anti We don't live in Washington, my friend. <laughs> one of us. It spreads like wild. That's like one of the most contagious disease out there. It's, it's virality rate is, I mean, through right. the roof. Um, I just, but the way I look at it is, is like, if I could I use an means- AK too, or, or like, you know, I, I could use a lot of things that will help me protect me from things. I just don't need them because right. my chances of coming across them or ever needing to resort to utilizing them. It's, I don't, I don't need, but right. But them. that doesn't necessarily I, apply to COVID when we have right now an outbreak that is beyond what it was in April, you right. actually are probably at a higher risk of running into someone that is infected, that doesn't know it, that is breathing on you. Correct. I just, the way I look at it is like, okay, imagine if I was being sent into battle and I had like body armor on and that's, what we'll call that my immune system. Yep. But then someone says, Hey, do you want some extra protection? I can give you this shield if you'd like to. Yeah. And I was like, you know, fuck your shield. I think I got what I need right here. It's like, no, give me the goddamn shield too. Well, but, but those are two, I don't like that analogy because if you're going to battle and you get shot, chances are you're going to be hurt, wounded, perhaps Sure, but killed. if I have a shield in front of me, I'm blocking a lot more of my body than without. Totally, totally. As a 40-year-old, I would say very healthy individual, if I get it, my chances of being maimed, hurt, injured by it are slim to none. Sure. Like very, and very, that- very, very low. That I don't disagree with. However, so, so there's no what need for scares me, me is these younger people, like you're talking, you know, like a few athletes and stuff that have get, did you hear about that Olympic swimmer that got it? Yeah. That like, yeah, man, that's just like, that's what scares me yeah. is if, cause if, if I was to get this and let's say I was one of those like long-term carriers where I was like dealing with this six months down the road and I still couldn't catch my breath and was tired all the time. That to me is grounds for suicide because I'm not going to live a life like that. Like where I couldn't go to the gym, do what I want, constantly tired, always feeling like blah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So to use your war analogy. Swan dive off the balcony day. To use your war analogy, that would be like somebody offering you a shield and you going, okay, I'll take the shield. And then you actually take the shield and then say, do you have anything else? And they go, we've actually got this entire body casing that we can put you in and you go the casing. that sounds good <laughs> and they go but there's this one little hole that is the size of a pubic hair right in your eyeball and then you're like <laughs> I'll take it I'll take it and then you walk into battle and somehow the bullet goes through the pubic hole sized right. that is that's the analogy you're no, not I understand that but you're, that you know, and you're to right. one out of 20 million people. Like but you're, it's just not going to happen to you. Can I ask a question about your analogy? Cause I think no. your analogy is confused. <laughs> no, cause I can't defend it. So why is, my is the analogy confusing? that there is like the, the, there is a potential negative side effect to the vaccine. Is that what you're saying? No. Is that the pubic hair hole? No. Why do we have to go with pubic hair hole? Can we just say a pinhole? Cool. Let's pin do that. Hole. Okay. So, so pin, a pinhole in the armor. <laughs> A pinhole in the armor. Is yep. that my chances of being like, yeah, because like long term impacted from COVID or is that the yeah, chances you're of the negative? You're otherwise. No, 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 no. I don't care. Okay. No negative side effects. I'm, I don't, I'm not one of, I'll take a number of vaccines if it makes sense from <laughs> Put me. Put it in me, inject me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the MMR, tetanus, like, you know, when we went right. over to the Philippines, took a number of vaccines for that. Yeah. Um, Meat you know, just encephalitis. What's it that, called? What's the malaria? Yeah. Among others. Because the chances of you contracting those types of diseases is, is there the chances, the chances of you having long-term health effect, side effects from Mm -hmm. contracting COVID are, are slim to none. It's the one in 20 million case. So that I'll take my chance, but, but the the, chances of me in the pinhole, right. But the chances of me, getting COVID and having long-term effects on top of the vaccine is even a smaller percentage. How do you drive a car with that train of thought in your head? Well, how do you, st- how do you step, how do you step off a curb? How this do you is, cross the street? Well, the, because again, the, the, how do you leave the house? Why are you not bubble boy? 
because I have control over some of those things. I don't necessarily, I mean, no control uh, over any of those things. Well, I do though. I mean, in a car, I'm driving it. I mean, it's not like I just hit the gas. Don't grab the steering wheel and be like, well, let's hope for the best today again. Or when I step off a curve, I don't just put my blinders on or close my eyes and do it. How about the half a million people that are driving the cars every time you get in the car around you? No, I understand that. But the thing is, is just, and this is, that's actually a really, really good anecdote to what I'm saying or anecdote. Statistically, you have a much higher chance of being killed. But just like COVID, I can take in no different than a car. I have control of my actions to a degree. I don't have control of everyone else's. That's where the problem lies for me. I'm but going it, to like, for example, your seatbelt, you put a seatbelt on, not because you think you're a shitty driver. You're worried about this semi who just fell asleep. That's careening across five lanes of traffic. That's going to hit you. Yep. If that happens, not in your control, yep. but that seatbelt gives you an added layer of protection. Should your car go flipping down the interstate at 75 miles yep. an hour? Yep. This is the same way I feel about the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, yes. I could potentially stay home, never do anything and lead a, Yep. Like rough go life. Okay. Like I know a lot of people are doing that. So this vaccine gives me this added protection to say, I'm still going to continue doing the things I'm supposed to be doing, but maybe this gives me a small additional layer of protection from the people that choose not to do those things. That's really okay. where my head's so at. Let's come up with a better analogy because I, I okay. understand what you're Ooh, saying. This is fun. St- I like analogies. Statistically, I still disagree with it because the t- statistics are much higher that you get killed by someone, even if you have the control over the car. So let's take- sure botulism or or uh Mm. something along those lines um unwashed romaine lettuce okay you can't control who is i thought botulism came from canned goods okay botulism might be the wrong thing um salmonella let's say salmonella salmonella e coli e coli um on the unwashed romaine lettuce okay (laughs) Remember that? Uh, your chances of going to the store and picking up a head of romaine lettuce that was not washed properly mm-hmm. by whoever uh, is working at the facility, the romaine lettuce facility. Right. You have control over eating the lettuce and you bring the lettuce home and now you have E. coli because the lettuce was not properly washed. The chances mm-hmm. of that happening are probably slim on par with the chances of you having long-term side effects, sure, if I you were to contract, so and that is how come you're still eating romaine lettuce? Why don't you well, stop? Because that is a risk. Because just like my earlier point, I am willing to take some risk, knowing that, like, for me to live a life that is manageable during a pandemic, I am willing to leave the house. I go to the gym. I go to the store now, I wear a mask at most of these places outside of the gym because I can't work out with a mask on, but. Ooh, I work out with a mask on. Oh, I can't do it, man. I tried. I almost freaking passed out the first time. (laughs) But like, just. (laughs) But, but like lettuce. You hear that, y'all? I'm willing to take the risk on lettuce and hope to God I don't get E. coli. But it's the same thing. I mean, dude, as much meat as I cook. There's numerous times, and I like especially steak. I like my shit rare. I know every time I cook a steak and dig into it and it's still bleeding on my plate, I'm like, well, this is a risk that I'm willing to take because this is how what I want. And it's just a calculated risk. That's fine. It's no different. I'm just giving myself an added layer of protection. That's all the only reason. I'm not worried about it. In fact, I actually think I might have had it a couple weeks or a month and a half ago. But but do you understand the like the 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 insanity there <laughs> like but but no the, not really because the, dude the, the, the flu layer of protection is either cooking the steak a little bit more or not eating the steak right and i've sure but so you enjoy a steak so much you are willing to potentially uh deal with the negative repercussions that come with salmonella or or, or eating uncooked mm-hmm. meat which is oftentimes well not oftentimes but can result in death but you are not okay right, with walking rare. outside and potentially contracting COVID, living through it no problem because everybody your age that's healthy lives through COVID and not then potentially yes, most. having some off chance that you'll get a long-term side effect. That's what I'm hearing. Well, and it's not just my long-term side effect. I mean, here, 
oh, let's, let's, let me rephrase that. Like, yes, that's the scary thing for me. Is it something I worry about day to day? No, I, if, but I would just, just like the reason I get a flu shot is I don't think it's going to necessarily protect me from getting the flu, but let's say it can either reduce the severity of, and, or protect me from certain strains of, well, then why not have it? Like I, the, the, the opposing viewpoint is the one that I struggle with is like, why not? If, if there were, Hey, you get the flu shot and you won't get the flu, but your dick will fall off. I'm not getting a flu shot. I care about my dick more than getting the flu. So, but, but that's not the case here. Like there's no, I realize that we don't know long-term side effects, but if you actually like look into what an MRNA vaccine is, they're not actually giving your body anything that it can't handle it. In fact, they're giving your body nothing that the virus wouldn't give you. Right. So in that case, just, all right, hook me up, see if my body can develop some kind of immunity to it. And then I'm rocking and rolling. That's it. That's all it is for me. It's just, it's just that added layer to give me a little more peace of mind. So should I come in contact with it? Maybe it, I don't get it all, or maybe I just get a very, very tiny version of it where I have like a sniffle for a day and I'm moving on. That's the only reason. But yeah, it, your your dick's not going to fall off though. Like you're going to keep dick, right? No, I dick, well, I know I was, I was saying you're, re- if you're that retaining was a dick. potential out- outcome. Well, well, then then we have a different conversation to have. But that's the, so there's now no you're negative, bring, you're I guess, in, in potential me outcomes. It. You're bringing in potential outcomes. That's like well, in the uh, meat analogy. Let's say uh, I don't even know where to go with that because I can construct a <laughs> okay, million here, potential outcomes. There's like, no come up with negative drawback from me getting the vaccine. There's none, no, there's, there, like, give me a negative. I, I, I would struggle to find one. It's less of a, it's less of a, a negative drawback as it is. Mm-hmm. Like what I don't understand is I, I totally get what you're saying. What I don't okay. understand is why you don't apply that same train of thought to other elements of your life. Because I can't go get a, a shot that protects me from getting in a car accident. If I could, I'd probably go get the shot. I can't go get you, a shot you, from you protecting me from Roman lettuce. Meat, though. You cannot eat meat. But the thing is, is, but the thing, but you, that's not the same thing because why is that not the same thing? I could also never leave my house. Correct. That's not an option for me. Just like it's not an option for me to not eat meat. It's not an option for me to not eat lettuce. And it's not an option for me to not drive a car. Okay. Those are non-starters in my opinion. So okay. if there were vaccines for all of those, I'd be in line getting all those vaccines as well. Load me up with all the vaccines. Make me Captain America or whatever. Okay. But the thing is, is that's not the case for any of those things. In this specific instance, there is something I can take that can prevent me from maybe potentially the worst of these things. Yeah, I'm taking it. Gotcha. That's it. So if they came out with a shot <laughs> that you could take that would that I could eat raw hamburger meat, yes, today you would take. I'd it. do it today. Okay. Hell yeah. So abstinence is not is a problem for Mike. Okay. <laughs> abstinence <laughs> that we is, boiled it down, folks. We, we got there. Abstain. <laughs> Mike we does need, not like abstaining it. for much of anything. Clearly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's why we have to oh, torture ourselves with not drinking booze for months on end because it's a challenge uh, to abstain <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> I see. So the, okay. Dude, speaking of which, December 7th, two days ago, yes. was my six years of being smoke-free. Good for you. quit on Pearl Harbor Day. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that until right now, but you're right. Good for Pearl you. Pearl Harbor Day. The day that will live in infamy. The day that will live in For infamy. many reasons. Correct. Good for you. Yeah, for six you. years, I'm man. Com- I can't I'm, believe it. It doesn't, it seems like so much longer than that. What's today? The ninth, 10th? The ninth. I'm 12 days away from my one year. One year. Nice, Just dude. One. I know. This feels good. I'm I know, but dude, that's, that's a huge freaking thing. I mean, they say you can get past, big fat you get past five and uh, you're golden. Good. So I got four more yeah. to go. But I think you're pretty much done with it. Do you ever have cravings? Not even close. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, even come to mind. I think we were talking yeah. about this the other day. Like when I when I smell it, I used to have a craving every because I've quit before for like months at a time or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. 
And when I would smell it, I would like start salivating. It's like, God, one of those on my lips, I bet would be (laughs) fucking amazing. Right. Now I smell it and I kind of gag. I like, I like, I like almost choke, especially if I smell it on someone. Like if I smell the smoke wafting in the air, it's like, oh, I kind of remember that. Mm -hmm. But like if somebody walks into my presence and they just got like kicked out their cigarette or they just kicked, it's awful. It's It's horrible. It is. It's awful. And then you like discuss in yourself. You're like, I let myself do that for how many years? I feel so bad How did for anybody want to even girl, hang out with me? Yeah. All the girlfriends and friends that put up with that for so yeah. long. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and dude, I still like, I'll be driving. And I mean, this is two things actually. So the first one is, have you, again, we haven't been out in public as much with people just walking around smoking cigarettes, but. Speak for yourself. Have, mask wear. have you, have you had one of those situations yet where maybe you're in like a like a crowd or whatever, and you have someone exhale smoke and it's like right in front of you. And then as you're breathing in and you in get in some, like inhale some of their smoke that immediately sends this just freaking fire rage through me. I want to snap their neck when it happens. I'm like, you motherfucker. I, that's so I, disgusting. I haven't had that. I haven't had and that. then the other now thing I too, where <laughs> I don't want to the, abstain. <laughs> blow it in my face no vaccine for that one blow it in my face <laughs> but and then the other ones where i see and this is this happens a lot like especially now that it's cold in atlanta i'll be driving and there's people and they're just smogging and their windows are all the way up i'm like oh my god i'm Dude. impressed by you right now how does that happen do you remember when we used to do that oh, back yeah. in nebraska just yeah dude, it was because it was freaking negative 17 yeah. degrees out we're like we got to smoke but we're not rolling the windows <laughs> down be at Meyer's car all four people in each seat just ripping heaters with every window completely up and then and then you get dropped off of your house and be like all right peace out i'll see you guys later you walk inside your parents like you been smoking cigarettes no what are you talking about no i no. Have you been around people that smoke? No. Yeah. My friends what? don't smoke. No. <laughs> Jesus, you smell like you slept in an ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my God. I remember that. That was so much fun just driving around at lunch, smoking, just fucking taking down heaters and freaking listening to God knows what. Honest Dons. Honest Dons. God damn it. That is a good album. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go. You know what? After this pod, I'm gonna go back and throw some Honest Dawn on. You're Didn't you say lost. you found they have a Honest Dawn's playlist Spotify on Spotify? Honest Dawn's, yeah. God, there are so many good songs on that freaking compilation. You know what I listened to the other day after my little sister sent me a screenshot, um, which I hadn't listened to, I bet, in five years. The Blue Album, three eleven. Oh <gasps> God, it was good. It wow. was good. I turned it yeah. all the way up on the Sonos and and just blared it. Yeah, man. You know, it's you want to hear something that bothers I can still you a little rap bit. Most of the lyrics, which I was pretty impressed with too. Yeah, dude, three eleven is so good. They've they've struggled a little bit in, as of late. Oh, uh, they struggle hard. But uh, you know what's weird though is I've been in grocery stores and heard three eleven come on. I'm like, oh my god, is three eleven grocery store music now? Are we that really? old? Really? Yeah. I didn't even know they played music in grocery stores. Yeah, still. like there are some jams that were true bangers back in our day that now is grocery store music. It's okay. really weird. I've heard Gwen Stefani like in like No Doubt in grocery okay. stores. I'm just like, like spiderwebs. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe she's have you seen pictures of her? Yeah. She took the death becomes her drug because her she's not aging. And Tom Cruise. Both. And Yes. Tom Cruise. Who else? Um, I was thinking about this. Nicole Kidman still looks phenomenal for her age. Yeah. Have you watched The Undoing yet? No. Oh my God, dude. On HBO Max. You got to watch it. It's really good. Uh, do you know who Kelly McGillis is? I don't. I'll Google Kelly her. McGillis on. played. You should Google the picture. This is when we need video for the people listening. Uh, Kelly McGillis, Tom Cruise comparison. <laughs> They show, I saw it on Instagram the other day. Kelly McGillis was his counterpart in Top Gun. Um, She was the love interest, the blonde. There's a picture of her compared to him. She looks like a regular, she looks like you, she looks like I will look when I'm 60. And then Tom Mm -hmm. Cruise next to her is like, wait, is Tom Cruise still 25? What's happening here? Yeah. 
That's because he's ta- he's doing whatever those folks over at Scientology, Scientology. do. Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking the wearing the, wearing the wearing the underpants, the metal underpants. Yeah. What a fucking right. weirdo shit that thing is. I can't believe how many people are still involved in that. And can, so can have I you ask ever a question? That, have you ever watched that show with Leah Remini? Um, no, that's the one on Netflix. Uh, maybe. Have you said, cause have you, did you ever watch a documentary on HBO called going clear? No, dude, that's all about Scientology. And they have a lot of people that like ex Scientology folks in it. It's fascinating. Yeah. And here, here's what I don't understand. And, and I, be, be due to the extreme, like the extremity or ex, extremity. Nope. The extremeness, extreme nature. I oh, fucking, I don't got it. Anyway, Scientology seems in, and I think in a normal thinking, thinking human beings mind seems like the most outrageous cult you could possibly remember, be a member of that is still like legally allowed to operate. And again, I understand there's a lot of like weird stories around it and stuff, but is, is the reason for people doing this or, or, or participating or becoming a member of this, this weird thing, is it just to be like a member of something or is it because they actually believe the bullshit behind like, you know, like aliens dropped something into a volcano and I don't even know all the backstory here, but like, I mean, you look at just the back, like L. Ron Hubbard's history. Mm-hmm. The guy's a Looney Tune. Correct. You know, and you know, he's, by the way, from Nebraska. I think you knew that already. But Looney he tune. was a science fiction writer and then all of a sudden became this like leader of this weird thing. And there's so much tie back to like science fiction from like the conception of Scientology, like how these people aren't, I mean, Tom Cruise isn't an idiot. I don't think, mm. I mean, well, him being a Scientologist speaks volumes, but like John Travolta, I've heard Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith were involved at one point. Yeah. Um, there's other people I hear that I'm like, Oh my God, I cannot believe somebody, somebody recently I heard that was in it that, that really upset me. There's so like, a lot oh, man, of lost really respect we, for like interesting people that are I'm Google in there famous Scientologists. And, you go, and you go, holy cow. No, Tansy, it's, it's both. It's both. It's no different than a regular religion, right? You've got but, some people in there that no, it's true. are a part of it because they like the community because they have faith and they want some sort of value system and moral system. And then you've got people that, you know, grew up down the street from me who are just, just as deep as it possibly goes into believing that there's this being up in the sky looking over them and everything's going to be okay. And their sins are mm-hmm. going to be forgiven, you know? Right. Which again, I, you know how I have problems with that as well, but for sure. But, and, and to me, I think Scientology seems so fucking out there compared to like Christianity as a whole. Now, again, I understand that Christianity has deep, deep roots in society. So the fact that for whatever reason, I feel like people think, Oh, if there's some historic representation of this, it's deep seated in our culture. A lot of the, even the, the reasons for like the way we do things and the way we believe things today is because of religion, like marriage, the marriage, the version of marriage that we know today is a Christian thing or is a religious ceremony. Right. Yeah. And we've just made it completely acceptable and normal and normalize it in culture. Could you imagine if all of a sudden in, you know, 300 years from now or a thousand years from now, all of a sudden Scientology is as accepted as Christianity? Well, that's, that exactly, ins- that's exactly where they start. Right. Right. I think so it's like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, so it's, it's, it seems crazy. Like, okay, let's assume, I mean, for Christianity, in my personal opinion, it's easier it would have been easier back then to create a religion like that because it was easier. I think people 
didn't don't have the knowledge, didn't have access to the like the information we do today. So it was easier to tell people like miracles were happening, right? Because it's like, ooh, like that's a like worlds away that I don't even understand, and that's probably real to some degree. Where now we can look at Scientology, we have all of this this research and information around what it is, and we're like, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard of. <laughs> yeah, but at the same <laughs> time, look at the other side of it. Whoops. We do have all of this information. But we also are in a very similar state when it comes to understanding, knowing and realizing how much of that information is BS. Like, mm -hmm. look at I mean, the number of people QAnon, right? Yeah. Like I find myself even at times uh, as a rational and reasonable argue that if you want to person uh, <laughs> looking at QAnon articles and going, huh. Okay, I can kind of see how that could be where I was going to go a minute ago before you went into that. And this kind of supports it. The Matrix, right? Like. Are you do you think there's any possibility whatsoever that the simulation theory could be could be real? So I love this question. I think we should do a whole podcast on religion and all of these other like weird ways sure. of thinking. That would be so much fun. But this is going to this is going to be countered everything I just said. In a way, I want to believe. I like want to accept somewhere deep totally. down that that is a potential. Because are you familiar in like quantum physics? This idea of many the many worlds theory. Yep. So like that to me is also fascinating. Right. You know, there is so many things that we just can't even begin to wrap our heads around. Like I have right. like th this idea of quantum computing, I have been fascinated. And every time I see an article, I read about it because it's yep. like this idea of what that actually means, but understanding just the realm of quantum physics and the lack of knowledge we have, like 98% of quantum physics is theory. Correct. None of it can be proven. It's Correct. just ideas. Right. And so this, this thought that maybe there's something so beyond, like, so beyond our technological understanding that maybe there are, maybe we are essentially a Sims game with a lot more fricking technology and fricking, you know, AI behind it all. Yeah. That could be fascinating. So I don't know, man. I, yeah. Do I think it's absolutely possible? Sure. Yeah. But it's, it's more of a wishful thinking as opposed to, oh, I believe there's proof out there that says it's possible. Well, so that's exactly what religion and Scientology are. Right. Right. I True. mean, to a certain extent. Well, not to a certain extent. That is what, what it is. What I, I mean, it takes, and, yeah, and then I think we should do, well, we absolutely should. And, 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 and we've talked about it before. I want to do one on religion because what amazes me is I used to be one of these people and Mr. Diggles was the one who eventually talked me out of it. And I've, I've gone further and further and further down his rabbit hole and his way of thinking, but that is. It's the people I am less worried about the really, really, really crazy people that are involved in Scientology and think it's mm -hmm. all real. I am less right. worried about them than I am the people that go, nope, Scientology isn't real. Impossible. Can't be. That, okay. Those people are like, wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me there you are so knowledgeable and so profoundly in tune with the universe Mm -hmm. You can tell me that there's no chance in hell that Scientology, Christianity, Catholicism, the simulation theory, all of that is bogus. Huh. I, I need what you're on and I need to know right. how you have all of this information because I want mm -hmm. that information, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody that believes in these things, it, it, it does take some version of blind faith. You just have to, you know, maybe you can't prove totally. it all but you totally. have to believe that it's, it's real, you know, and I, I say this all the time about religions as a whole. I don't think, I think the, the core concept of religion and the teachings of it are extremely beneficial in society. Mm -hmm. Do I believe all of the added magic behind it? No, not at all. I think it's all laughable, but I think that if we were to run this simulation again, without religion, would things be different? Probably would they 100%. be horrible and we would just be a society of mass murderers and killers and thieves and all of that. No, not at all. I think culturally we have established. Oh, okay. Again, 
as we evolved as humans, we have developed cultural norms to maintain our species and continue us moving forward. That would happen absence of absent of religion, regardless my personal opinion only, but anyway, maybe we put a feather in that and come back to it. Cause I know we you got to, I got to jump. Yeah. I was going to say nine twenty eight. let's end it there. We'll come back to that one. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come back to that one. Yeah. All we right, got well, a good one coming up soon, folks. We got uh, a, a pharmacist and uh, Dr. natural Sarah medicine. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. Yep. Next week, tune in. Um, I think we'll probably be post, posting either Wednesday or Thursday. Dr. Sarah Batchoffner, uh, functional medicine and pharmacist. So as Mike said, that'll be cool. Fun. Dig in. Interview number two. All right, brother. Yep. Awesome. You. Thanks, man. Love you. Later. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Please don't forget to download and subscribe to Inexpert Opinions in your favorite podcast app. And uh, be doing us a huge favor if you gave us a five-star rating. That helps us grow. Growing's good. Everything needs to grow, including Inexpert Opinions. We're trying to blow this thing up, y'all. So, uh, yeah, rate us. We love you. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Shut up. And sit down.